Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Today we are joined by Leanna Wix-Tapp. She works with Ping as a field sales representative um, across New England. Uh, Leanna, how are you and, and where are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, right now I'm in Southeast New Hampshire and had a work from home day today with uh, all of the stay at home orders and all the pro shops. A lot of them are still closed. It's been a lot of office work the last couple months. Yeah, talk, talk through some of that craziness with, um, I know you guys just reopened the Ping headquarters out in Arizona, uh, but what's that been like? It's definitely been a unique spring. This is typically our busiest part of the year um, with fitting days and everyone's getting in their pre-book orders and all the golfers are excited to get out and play. So we shut down, I want to say the third week of March out in Arizona due to their stay-at-home order. Uh, and we were able to reopen our factory May 4th with a smaller-than-usual crew. Um, so it's definitely been unique. Uh, the accounts overall, I think, are staying positive, which is good. Um, now that courses are open in New England, that definitely helps. But it's been a unique experience and a lot of patience involved trying to get through this time. Yeah, I know it's been interesting from Zach and I's perspective on, you know, being in a pro shop and, um, you know, what can you order or, or what should you order and um, definitely strange times. Um, but why don't you talk us through a little bit about, you know, how you got into the game. I mean, it sounds like you have quite the, uh, the playing background as well. Thank you. So I started golfing when I was eight years old. My dad and I took it up as something to do together. My grandpa, his dad, wanted him to get into golf. And so I felt the need to do anything that my dad did. So we took it up together. Um, I didn't really take it seriously until right before high school. But from the time of being eight to high school, I just loved the game. I loved that you could golf by yourself if you wanted to. And I liked that it was all up to you for your score. Um, so when I was in probably eighth grade, I decided I wanted to play high school golf. So I started practicing more and taking more lessons and played on our high school girls team. Um, and then I earned a scholarship to the University of Michigan. So I played uh, on the team there with my scholarship, which was great. And then when I graduated in 02, I turned professional in early of 03, 2003 and played the Futures Tour for seven years. And then I earned my LPGA card. At the time it was considered non-exempt status. So you didn't automatically get in every tournament, but I got in a couple of LPGA tournaments in 2007. And that was a really great experience. And I played ping irons and yeah, mostly I... ping in my bag the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
that's an incredible career you had there. And, um, and then even going back to college, I mean, it sounds like, so I'm just reading here, you guys went to the NCAA uh, national championship in 2002. How was that experience? It was a lot of fun. We were the first University of Michigan women's golf team to make it to an NCAA championship. So that was a lot of fun. We had a really strong team my senior year. I want to say we won about six or seven events between the spring and fall season. Uh, we played in the state of Washington and the whole week is kind of a blur, but it was a lot of fun. It was fun to represent the school and the team at you know the highest level of collegiate sports. So how, I mean, this playing career and then obviously going to the LPGA Tour, um, how do you think that that helped you in, in your current position um, working with pain? I think it helped me a lot. I think, one, it garnered um, just some level of credibility when I came out here. It wasn't just, oh, who's this, you know, that's our new sales rep. But they would see <laughs> my playing background and figured that I knew what I was doing. So that was fun. You know, getting to play golf with my accounts is always a, a fun time. It's hard to make time for that, but I love it when I can. And I think you always see a different side of people when you're out on the golf course. It's just such a relaxed, calm atmosphere. And I think because I know in terms of the fitting side of things, I know what I looked for as a player when I played on tour and even in college. And so I try to bring what I was looking for as a player into my fittings and I try to fit everybody like that. You know, we want you to get the best clubs possible. And I think that really helped mm -hmm. being a player and then, you know, now being a, a sales rep and fitter. Yeah, so when you first started with Ping, you were a product specialist, it looks like. Were, were you working in Phoenix at the time or? I was, so the story of how I started with Ping is back in 2010 when the groove rule was changing. I was out in Arizona just to practice for a little bit for the winter time and to get some new clubs because of the groove rule change. And I was unsure if I was going to still play competitive golf. Financially, it's, it's very expensive to play and it's very tough to find sponsorships. So I knew if I didn't play golf that I would like to work for Ping. So I had talked to a couple of the people I knew there and asked about how you go about getting a job. And they told me they were hiring for product specialists. So I interviewed while I was out there. And a couple of days before I was going home to Michigan, I was offered the job. So it was really exciting. So I went home for two weeks, packed up my things and moved to Arizona. And um, I'm glad I did. It's been a great experience. I can't believe I've been with the company now for 10 years. And it, it's just been really, really great. Yeah, I mean, I got to obviously tour the facility this past winter when I was out there and see the vault and everything. It's, it's quite the place and, um, you know, seems like a great company for sure. It is. It's a family-owned company. You know, they treat us all like family, and it's just, it's just an absolutely wonderful golf company to be a part of. And I grew up playing ping. I had mostly ping in my bag when I started there. Um, my first set of irons were the ISIs back in, I want to say 1996 I got those. And I've 
played King Irons ever since. So that's also the nice thing. You know, I grew up playing the brand. I played it professionally. And so that also helps me with what I do now because I played it for so many years. Um, but the, the gold putter vault that you mentioned is, is a really neat experience. Um, Karsten Solheim back in 1975 decided to come up with this idea that if you won a tournament playing uh, a ping or won the tournament playing a ping, putter you would get a gold plated putter that you use for the tournament and then we also put one in the vault and I don't remember what the number is now in the vault you might even remember since you were there a little bit more recent but I, it's just a I shiny sparkle <laughs> so yeah so it's uh yeah it's, it's, it's fun a, it's and, a really cool room it is definitely, it's definitely a highlight. If anyone gets to go out there and see it, it's, it's definitely a highlight. All right. So we, uh, you were talking about, you know, your fitting process and, you know, one thing I am always a fan of is how detailed ping is when it comes to fitting. Um, can you kind of walk us through that fitting process as well as kind of explain mm -hmm. your, you know, you guys have junior fitting, you have adaptive fitting, kind of talk us through that. Absolutely. So one thing I always like to tell people is no matter what your golfing ability is, it's always great to get fit. I have a lot of people that will show up at a fitting day and they say, well, I'm new to the game or, you know, I don't feel like I'm a very good golfer. Should I even get golf clubs? And I tell people the higher the handicap you are, the fitting is probably even that much more beneficial for you. Because if you don't have the right specs, it's going to be that much harder for you to improve, especially if you're taking lessons. Myself, I play my clubs a quarter inch short and a gold color code, which we like to color code all of our lie angles. So I'm four degrees flat. If I tried playing golf with standard or upright clubs or a heavier shaft than what I need, it would be really difficult to try and play a consistent round of golf. Um, so we have a, a four or five step fitting process that we go through. We like to start with an interview and we ask the player all different questions about their golf game. You know, their golfing ability, what kind of golf shots they hit, where they feel their strengths and weaknesses are, what clubs they're currently playing. The more information you can get in the interview makes for just that much better of a fitting. From there, we go to a static fitting and everyone's probably heard, you know, what's your color code? And that's our color code chart. And that was something that was created in 1972. It's had a couple of tweaks uh, in the last 10, 15 years, but it's such a great starting point for someone to get fit. And the way our um, color code works, you take someone's height and their wrist to floor measurement and you plot it on the chart and it gives you a starting point for their length of their golf club and their lie angle. And to tell you how accurate it is, is say somebody, for example, fits into a blue color code, which is one degree right, upright, based on their static fitting, there's a 35% chance that's their color code. And then there's an additional 45% chance they're plus or minus one color code from there. So before you even started the fitting, you have an 80% chance of this is the range that they're gonna fit into. And then from there we go to a dynamic fitting where we put a piece of tape, we now call it diagnostic tape, on the bottom of a club and we have them hit off of a board. We now call it a diagnostic board. 
And when they make impact, it makes a mark on the bottom of the, of the tape. And that helps us verify what color code or lie angle they need. And then from there, we analyze ball flight. So we'll take a look. If you're outdoors, it's great because you can see shot shape. Are they drawing it, fading it? What's their trajectory like? And then if you have a launch monitor, that just gives you some extra reinforcement that you're heading in the right direction with the fitting. So some people come in and they think it's going to be this several hour long process. You can easily get someone fit well in 15 to 30 minutes, depending on what they're getting fit for. And so I tell people to come with an open mind, be relaxed. And the way ping fits, we fit to your swing. So we're not going to try to have you change your swing in order to fit you into the clubs. We want you to swing the way you always do, and then we'll fit your swing. Yeah, and it really can make, I mean, such an impact on obviously the ball flight and, and um, you know, everything that's going on. And, you know, sometimes uh, it's better to get fit even prior to getting a lesson, I would say. I would agree with that. And that's another question we always get. Well, shouldn't I take some lessons and get better before I get some golf clubs? And as I was saying previously, if you have a set that fits you correctly and you know you're going to play this game for a while, it is so much easier and it makes the game so much more fun to have a set of clubs that fits you. And ping's very popular with the junior golfers. Another benefit of our clubs is we can. Um, adjust our clubs three to four color codes from wherever they're built. So if you have a junior golfer who's usually tends to be on the flatter side and then they hit a growth spurt, you can send those into ping and we can adjust that set for them and send it back out. So you don't have to buy a whole new set of golf clubs. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I was just giving a lesson the other day to a lady and we were working on chipping and she pulls the sand wedge out and it, I mean, it's clearly a men's length and she's, you know, I, I'm trying to have her like grip almost down to the shaft just so her arms can hang naturally. And, uh, you know, she's, she just had some trouble with that. And, um, you know, after a few minutes, I was just like, look, we, we just need to get this wedge cut down. That's the, that's the answer here. And you're going to chip better because um, you just can't control low point or anything with the, the club being probably what was for her at least an inch or two too long. Exactly. And I would say, especially for women, the length of the golf club is so key. You know, if they have a hand-me-down set or they just went to this golf shop and they bought a set off the rack, it, chances are it's probably going to maybe be a little bit too long for them unless they got fit or bought a specific lady set of clubs that already tends to be a little bit shorter than men's. Um, myself, I always swing weight my clubs a little bit lighter because I want to generate a little bit more club head speed. So when I see somebody that's playing, you know, steel stiff shafts, men's standard length, and they probably only maybe hit their seven iron 80 yards, you know, by getting them into the right set of clubs, they're going to gain a lot of distance and accuracy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what have you seen in the game or what, what would you say has been the biggest advancement in technology um, since you started at Ping? I would 
say in terms of clubs themselves, I'm making them more aerodynamic. One of the big features of our drivers is the turbulators that started with the G30 and everyone thought it was a term that we made up, but it was actually a real word. <laughs> and, you know, there's all of these limitations with the USGA of, you know, how, how fast the ball can come off the face and things like that. But one thing you can do is make the club more aerodynamic, which then in turn helps you generate more club head speed, which translates to more ball speed and more distance. So I would say the aerodynamics of golf clubs has changed a bunch. Um, and from there, it's probably materials we use in the clubs to either make them stronger, um, be able to flex more with still being durable so that you can generate more ball speed that way as well. And I mean, when I look back, I still have fitting days where people will show up with the old, you know, wood woods, like laminate woods and persimmon woods. And <laughs> I've even had a couple of people ask me like, oh, is the new product, you know, that much better? I love this club from, you know, let's say 1970, <laughs> 1980. And I'm like, yeah, you'll see a big improvement in new technology. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny how, you know, we love to hang on to clubs, but at the same time, I mean, the look of a club is also important and your personal feeling when you stand over that club, does it, I mean, does it look like a club you want to hit? I mean, I, I certainly have gone to fittings and I've hit drivers that maybe performed slightly better, but felt like it just didn't suit my eye. Do you find that as well? Definitely. I think at, at the end of the day, you have to like what you're looking down at. Now, I tell people, if you hit it really well, you can probably get over the look of anything. But if you never like how a club looks, you're probably never going to hit it well because you just don't feel comfortable with it. And you see it all the time. You know, you'll have a square club face. One person looks at it. They think it's closed. The next person thinks that it looks open. And one of the nice things with the adjustable club heads is you can tweak that loft a little bit and just tweaking that loft visually for a player they can see how that sits on the ground and if that gives them the confidence they need to make a good swing you know you're you're halfway there yeah absolutely or you could be bubba watson and make your driver pink i mean that's the other option that's one too yeah he definitely likes his bright colors <laughs> I don't know I think I would be distracted with the pink driver but he loves it he plays well with it <laughs> <laughs> so I mean obviously fittings are difficult at this time um, hopefully in the next month or two it'd be great to have you up at, you know, places like Martindale, obviously, where I'm working and, and Sugarloaf can do fittings and things like that. Um, you know, what, what's on the horizon for Ping, would you say, for this upcoming year? I would say right now we're still looking at the possibility of doing fitting days. It definitely is determined by what the local and state guidelines are and ranges being open were as a company moving in the direction of doing fitting days rather than demo days. So they'd be a single vendor event. People that want to attend would sign up for an appointment. And it's really nice because then you get that one-on-one -on -one undivided attention. You don't have anyone else pulling you in different directions. And I think it's great for the fitter because you can just focus on one person at a time. And it's great for the golfer because they feel like they're getting 
getting that attention that they need. So one thing we have is a new WebFit tool that's on our website. If you go to ping.com and in the upper right corner, it says WebFit. And I recommend people go and they fill out the information on that before a fitting because it can help the fitter decide what, which way they want to take the fitting when you arrive for it. Um, it'll ask you different questions, you know, what your distances are that you hit different, different clubs, um, typical shot shape, preferred shot shape, and it just helps narrow down where you want the fitting to start. And I think it also allows the golfer to kind of think a lot about their golf game a little bit more in depth um, before they arrive to that fitting. And then another thing that's been great that Ping has come up with during the stay-at-home orders is a telefitting experience with some of our VIP fitters back at Ping. And anybody can go on our website and sign up for it. It's a 30-minute one-on-one Zoom virtual fitting. And even though we still recommend people to go and get fit, you know, at a fitting day or with their local golf pro at their golf course, it can really narrow down where that fitting needs to start and you're probably 80% of the way there by the time you're done with that experience. That's very cool. And then you also have, uh, you know, the setup with Arcos. Um, can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes, yeah, so for anybody that's not familiar, the Arcos is a, basically an artificial intelligence platform that has, you can either get an embedded sensor grip or a twist on sensor grip, and you pair it with your phone, and it will track your round of golf, and it can be very eye-opening to see how far you actually hit your golf clubs. <laughs> I played three rounds with it, and a couple of them, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I have the proper gapping here between a couple of these golf clubs. But in our new G710 line, we are offering, we've partnered with Arcos, and we're offering the embedded sensor grip as the stock grip option. And then if you get a set and you get the grips, you can download the app, you put in all your information, and then we will send you the additional twist on sender, sensors for the remainder of your set. And you get a three month or 90 day free trial. And it's great. It basically tracks anything you'd ever want to know about your golf game. So how far you hit your clubs, your up and down percentage, sand save percentage, you know, putts, pretty much anything. And with it, I think it's a great tool for anybody that's looking to improve, somebody that's maybe not quite sure where they need to look at in their game to work on, but they just know they've hit a plateau. Um, and the research from Arco shows that people improve their handicap by 4.2 strokes in their first year of using Arcos. So that's a lot. I mean, 4.2 strokes is, can be the difference between being in the 80s and the 70s or 70s and 60s. So well, well, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like if Zach and I give it a couple of years, we'll be on tour with those, uh, with those stats. <laughs> uh, exactly. you gotta talk you gotta talk to us about the the pink golf bags too the hoofer bag and i mean you, you definitely have the freshest lineup out there thank you yeah our bag lineup this year is in my opinion excellent we have basically a bag for every type of golfer so in our carry bag line and i think everyone even remembers the original hoofer bag even if you don't play ping clubs i feel like you 
had a hoofer bag or an L8 bag or some kind of ping bag, probably sometime during your, your golfing career. But we have our Hofer 14, which is a carry bag. It has a 14-way divider top. And so it's great for somebody that likes to separate all of their equipment in their bag. Still has a lot of pocket space. And then you, from that, you go to our traditional Hofer. And I'd say that's probably still one of our more popular bags. I think a lot of it's because of the name. But a lot of great new colors this year. And Ping's usually fairly conservative with our colors. Um, but we've been starting to dive into where you have the conservative colors mixed with some pops of color on the golf bag, which makes it fun. So it's bright, but not too bright. And then new for this year is we uh, added a Huffer Crazy Light bag, which is our new three pound golf bag. And I think more and more people just are being a little more health conscious and want to walk more and carry their bag. And especially right now, because some states aren't even allowing you to use a writing cart that the Crazy Light bag is a, is a new option for us and it's been doing really well so far. And then for our cart bags, you have your Traverse, which is probably our most popular of our cart bags and our Pioneer. And they work great, not only on a riding cart, but a push cart as well. They don't twist, they stay on there nicely. Um, they're still fairly lightweight for a cart bag, 14 and 15 way dividers and a lot of great color options. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I know high school and college programs, they love the Hoofer bags as well. And, uh, you know, they're definitely some fresh looks there, good colors. And, and, that, and then you guys have also made a lot of advancements with, with the putters as well. Um, and you have a new system for, for fitting putters as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. Our two main putter lines right now is our Sigma 2 and our Hepler putter line that just launched. And one of the neat features with our new putters is they're adjustable. So you can adjust the length of the putter, which is great, not only for, I think, shops, because you don't have to think about what length you bring in, but you can easily custom fit somebody right from your shop with a stock putter. And we have a fitting tools called our iPing 2.0 app. Um, that can be downloaded on the iTunes, I think it's iTunes platform. <laughs> and it tracks what your putter does during the putting stroke. So you can fit for your stroke type. Um, pretty much everyone has either a straight back and through, a slight arc or a strong arc. And that's one of the basic fittings you can do on the app. And then from there, you can go into an advanced fitting where sort of like the web fit, you'll fill out a bunch of information, you know, height, wrist to floor, what your dominant eye is, what kind of putting posture you prefer to have, your putting grip, just your overall putting style. And you'll hit five putts from about 10 to 12 feet. And after that, it will recommend all the specs of your putter. And what it does is it tracks what you're doing throughout the putting stroke from not only during the stroke, but where you're at relative to your starting position and impact. And it's things that you can't see with the naked eye. So it just gives you that much more insight into somebody's putting stroke. And again, you get that little bit more detailed fitting to help you make more putts. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I think when people hear about fittings, they don't necessarily consider having a putting fitting or putter fitting. And I think it's something that's been maybe pushed a little bit more of, of late in the last few years, which is good to see. And, um, you know, when 
putting makes up over a, a third of your strokes on the golf course, you think that, I mean, that's somewhere you probably want to put an emphasis, right? So uh, if you can help roll the ball a little more consistently and get started online, it's only going to help you shoot lower scores. Exactly. And it is amazing to me how many people will go and get fit for a new driver every year, but they'll use the same putter that they've had for <laughs> years and years and they were never fit for it. And I've even told some people, I, you know, I do, sometimes I'll do a wedge and a fitting, fitting day. Or I mean a wedge and a putter fitting day. And, you know, you'll use your driver maybe 14 times around at the most. Whereas a pot, potter, you know, you're in the high 20s, low 30s most of the time when you're putting. And so, like you said, if you're making that many strokes with your putter, it makes sense to get custom fit for it. Absolutely. I mean, I that was one thing when I got fitted, um, you know, they were talking to me a little bit about the, uh, the setup of the hosel and how it affected my, my sort of stroke or how it affected the, the eventual start line of the ball and how it I had a tendency for the heel to kind of start out a little bit early. So it was interesting to, to get that feedback and, you know, and the fact that those fittings kind of spit out a handicap to you. I think that's really cool to, to be able to compare that to, um, you know, maybe your tour pro and see where, how they're rolling it. So. Yeah, that's a good point because you can go on there and you can see where our different tour staff players rank handicap wise and what they fit into. And then you can compare yourself to them to see where you're at. And it's interesting because you'll have someone who's maybe a 10 or a 12 handicap golfer, but their putting handicap might be a two and vice versa. You might have yeah. a handicap, but their putting handicaps, maybe, you know, a 15. <laughs> and part of that's taking into account your consistency as well. So the more consistent you are, the more or the lower your putting handicap will be. Um, but I just think all of this new technology is great because it just gives you some insight that we didn't have before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can simplify it and, and uh, improve your contact, even with just a, a simple three inch long stroke with your putter, I mean, that's, it's only going to help you shoot lower scores. And um, yeah, so it's good to see that we're putting a little more emphasis on that. Um, so Leanne, we like to, uh, wrap up these, uh, sort of discussions with a, uh, wicked fire round, we call it. So it's just a oh, few no. questions. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so why don't we start with your favorite golf course in Maine? Favorite golf course in Maine? Well, I actually have not played any golf. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've played only a couple of rounds of golf in the state of Maine. Um, but I have to put Martindale, obviously, on the list. Um, I played Prouts Neck last year. Absolutely beautiful. I loved that you had the ocean right there. Um, great layout. And I've played nine holes up at Presque Isle Country Club. Other than that, I haven't played any main golf, so I think I need to get up there and, and definitely play some more. I mean, if, if Prouts was the only one, that's a pretty good list still. <laughs> Um, how about let's see how about the your favorite fitting you've ever done or maybe a celebrity you fit for or something like that oh a celebrity I fit for um I did have a fitting last year and I'm drawing a blank on the name he played Robin and Batman and Robin and I think he's on NCIS. Um, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. 
Yes. I worked with him last year a little <laughs> bit um, and his son at a fitting um, up at a course in Maine. And that was a lot of fun. Super nice. And that was enjoyable. And then I would say other than that, I would say even just my regular fittings that I have during the summer out here, you know, I feel like each one is so different and individual and I know how much I enjoyed getting fitting, getting fitted as a player. And so anybody that comes and shows up and wants to get fit and is looking to improve, I enjoy that. And then when you can actually give them a club that changes how they hit the ball, I just think that's always really an exciting moment in a fitting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's Zach and I can kind of attest to being coaches. I mean, when you see someone make an improvement, um, even such a short time period, it's great to see. And it's, uh, it's pretty rewarding. So um, how about the best part of your game? I would have to say probably it's a toss up between driving accuracy and my putting. I feel like I'm pretty good at both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't well, always yeah. the longest hitter out on tour, so I feel like I relied on my short game a lot. And so I feel like I'm a good putter, but I also hit a lot of fairways. So I'll take both of those. Okay. And how about, uh, let's end it with your golfing idol growing up. Definitely probably had to be Nancy Lopez. I remember my first pair of golf shoes were these multicolored Nancy Lopez golf shoes. And I just thought that was the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> so I'll, have to, I'll have to go with Nancy Lopez. That's great. Well, Leanna, if, uh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or maybe set up a fitting with Ping or just find out more about the company and the products they have out, where can they go? They can go, they can certainly go on our website, ping.com, and they'll have all of our product information, the web fit. We have a junior web fit on there, so you can figure out what would work for a junior golfer, club set makeup-wise. In terms of a fitting in New England, if you go to our website, you can find a retailer or a fitting day, and if it's at a public facility, the time and date will always be listed on there. And then I say, if you're at a private country club, check with your golf pro, see if there's a fitting coming up and then sign up in the pro shop for the unfitting time. Awesome. Well, we highly recommend that our, our viewers get fitted if they've never done it before. It's a really cool experience. Makes you feel kind of special like a tour pro. So um, Leanna, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me and best of luck with the podcast. I love it. It's a great idea and keep it up. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if you are listening and want to find us, we are on Instagram and Facebook at Maine Golf Talk. And this has been another episode. Thank you.